0: it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: In depth conversations, matchup breakdown, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. Go, this is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap.
2: It's Black Friday, baby! Steelers-Colts on Monday, which means we've got a full weekend of being able to watch the NFL just after we had all of yesterday being able to watch the NFL. I dig it. I love when the Steelers play on Monday night. To me, it's the best time to play. (coughs) Big sneeze. Tried to get to the tissue and turn the button off in time. It did not happen. But you get to watch all the other NFL games, and let's face it, the Steelers stink, so eh, no stress for a weekend. A man who brings us much stress, Matt Canada. He spoke yesterday, and guess who was there? Our very own, from 93.7 the fan, our sports director Jeff Hathorn. Let's hear what Matt Canada had to say, and we'll break it down for you right here. Matt, what's uh, changed in
3: the running game that's made that so effective? Well, a combination of everything, I think we're running, with, you know, I think we're obviously continuing to, talk about it back in the summer the camp, the line zone, getting they together, they're doing a very good job, the tight ends are doing a good job, and I think Najee is, you know, back to full strength, he'd probably tell you that, I think you see a difference in his approach as he attacks the line. And-
2: okay, so, Matt Canada talking there about the running game, and talking about Najee Harris being healthy, it's something that Najee Harris did not bring up. When he was struggling, he would not use the health as an excuse. The last two games, we've seen the best out of Najee Harris. You wonder if the injury was the main cause. Now, I had long said Najee Harris had a steel plate in his shoe, not a steel plate in his brain, and so hitting the hole, picking the wrong hole, didn't make much sense to me. But you do wonder if the injury was a big reason for his struggles. And I was on the Najee Harris as a bus train. I never wanted the Steelers to draft Najee Harris in the first place. I am generally anti-running back in the first round. So perhaps there was some confirmation bias there. But he's played better the last two games after the bye week. That can't be an accident. Now, I do think Doug Whaley pointed this out. Brad Spielberger pointed this out. The Steelers did some things from a schematic standpoint to help Najee Harris create some one-cut runs for him, allow him to play to his strengths, and we've seen that now over the last couple of games. And that's so important for the development of Kenny Pickett. You needed to get your other first-round player, Inaji Harris, going in the right direction in order to help Kenny not have to drop back and throw the ball 44 times in a game like he did against Philadelphia. Not have to drop back and throw it 52 times like he did against Buffalo. You want the best out of Kenny Pickett, give him a running game. And maybe, just maybe, the health of Najee Harris was holding this running game back the whole time. More Matt Canada.
3: Thing, but it's been a, you know, moving, moving the direction we wanted to move the last couple weeks.
2: How's that open up the rest of the offense for you? Well, I like think obviously
3: you just continue to do that, and the people con- are concerned about stopping. Right? It's going to give you more of those one-hot left you're hunting for, and you know, more opportunities for one-on-one on the outside, which obviously we're trying to get. Bengals linebacker said that calling predictable that you run the same plays over and over. What are your thoughts? On that? I think it's good, good, good for you guys to be able to talk about it. Obviously, we know we've got good self-scouting. I think Coach Tomlin addressed it, so my answer wouldn't wouldn't continue the narrative you're hunting. Obviously, I've, I've
2: you know there's a backstory to that. But I'll leave it there. Now wait one second here. Wait one second here. There's a backstory there. Now, Jermaine Pratt at NC State had been coordinated by Matt Canada. So, I don't know what the backstory is. I don't know they don't like each other. I don't know Jermaine Pratt from Adam, okay? So, I'm sure some Steelers journalist, some Steelers reporter is going to dig into this and going to figure out the story there, if there is one, as Matt Canada alleges. But let's not say, well, there's a narrative out there, and I'm sure you guys love it. Well, we had heard the same thing from Dan Orlovsky, that they were running similar plays. Doug Whaley said whenever he was on with us on Wednesday that a lot of teams do that, but they just dress it up better than the Steelers do. I know West Virginia maybe a bad example, but this is the example that I have. They don't run very many plays. But the whole air raid scheme, you're trying to run a lot of similar stuff from different looks. So that all checks out. Dan Orlovsky says they're predictable. Other people have said the Steelers are predictable. I think it's more of a game flow thing than anything from Matt Canada. You can kind of predict what he's going to do, certain down and distances. But let's not call it a quote-unquote narrative. When the opposition says that you're predictable and that you know what plays are coming, of course the media has to follow that story. It's a huge story. It was said about Randy Featner by the Washington football team at the time and the Baltimore Ravens back in that COVID year. Steelers started 11-0. They beat Baltimore on that Wednesday at 520, which is the weirdest kickoff time in NFL history. And the Ravens said, yeah, they were predictable, and the Steelers barely squeaked by a team that had nobody due to COVID. Then the Steelers go out and they lose to Chase Young, who had a great game, and the Washington Commanders. And both teams said, yeah, the Steelers are super easy to prepare for. We know... What Randy Feinr's cooking up, and that's not a narrative. That's the opposition saying it. So of course you have to follow it more, Matt Canada.
0: Hard to not
3: get to explain your side, because obviously I can't say what you would have done, but how difficult is that? I've got it. I, I've said it, and I mean it. I got the greatest job in the world, and part of that job is the privilege of standing here. And, you know, it is what it is. Like we can, I can go, well, we can do it right now. I can go through the second half, play by play if you want tell you exactly what happened. But I'm never going to put it, you know, on our players or anything else. If it doesn't work, it's on me and that's part of it. Now, your players have built-in options. They do. So how is that predictable when you have, say, four options? You're putting me in spot where I can't answer that question. You know what I mean? I, I, I appreciate your question. Obviously, it was brought to my attention. It was said. I've known Pratt since he was in high school. You know, again, there's, as you guys do, all your investigating under there, sometimes there's more to stories and fun than, but it is what it is. It's a good
2: good thing. We didn't win the game. We were not good enough. Okay, I'm just going to stop him right there. I actually feel bad for Matt Canada right here. I do. I'm a human being. I feel bad for human beings. And you know, I've crushed Matt Canada on this show over and over and over and over again. But Matt, Jim Wexel's trying to help you out there, man. He's giving you the floor. He's giving you the opportunity to say, hey, man, my offense is not predictable. And Matt even says, I could go through it here. I just choose not to. I know he doesn't like meeting with the media. And I know he has to feel like he's the big scapegoat by people like me who get behind a microphone and our guys on the morning show and the midday show. In the afternoon show, and whoever's doing the evening show, he has become the lightning rod. And so he has to think every time he gets up there to talk to the media that they're out to get him. But in this instance, Jim Wexel is absolutely giving him out. He's giving him the opportunity to take secret door number three, which is, hey, Matt, tell us a little bit about your offense. We all talk about your offense. We all try to break down your offense. Why don't you tell us, how your offense isn't predictable, built-in options, things of that nature, then Matt Canada wouldn't do it. Now, if he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't want to do it. I suppose I understand, but you have an opportunity here to get out, and he doesn't take it. And what's that line from Ted Lasso, be curious, not judgmental? You want to think about what other people are going through? Matt's been beat down by the media so many times over and over and over again. I don't think he trusts Jim there. And I think Wexel's a really good reporter. He doesn't trust him there. He's not taking the out. Help yourself, Canada. In the second half, we called a screen on the first play. Of the second half
3: had two guys out there. didn't work. Called a run on second down. Didn't work. Third down, somehow their corners, miraculously, he got his arm around uh, Deontay's hand warmer there. We were trying to get the ball to him, so it didn't work. Uh, next series there, I think we ran the ball into a two-shell look. That's what we wanted to do. Had a good run. Called a screen into a blitz, which I'm sure you know is what you'd like to do. Didn't work. Third down, you know, so I'm like, I could do it the whole way through. But it is what it is.
2: We, we we did. Okay, so he does take the out there a little bit. But then he sort of puts the execution on the players. And you know what? There is truth in that. Like, I kill Matt Canada all the time. All the time. It's almost lazy that we kill Matt Canada all the time. But there is execution. There's an element there. And you know how I feel about the Steelers' skill position players. Good, not great, and overrated. And they're overrated, and good, not great, because there is some inconsistency there with those guys. So that plays into it, too, in that second half. No doubt about that. Did
3: not produced. If you look at the game, we had a third down in the first half, right? Threw the ball to Najee. They went to cover zero. Had a play on Najee in the defensive end. It didn't, it didn't work out. That's four points we got to get. Got to get that. And then we get to turn over to TJ got. We get down there, have a ball down there, have some guys. That, you know, play doesn't execute the way we want it to. Second down, a decent run. Third down, we don't get it. That's that's four, that's eight points. Then we call the flea flicker in the second half. Then we just don't quite get it, you know. And then we have a couple penalties. So
2: there. All right. Well, there's the thing. There's the thing. He's blaming the execution on that flea flicker. Now, Doran said we talked about this. There were guys open on that play. Or a guy open on that play. I still haven't gone back and seen like the all twenty two or anything like that. So there's an execution element, no question. But you run a hurry up into a flea flicker, that's also on the coaching staff. It's a feel thing. And that's one of the things we've been critical about Canada of not having a feel. There's
3: all those things that you can add up and go through that is what it is. We didn't, we didn't score enough points to win the game. And that's just the way it is.
2: Matt, you mentioned Deontay there. You know, Kenny said that he was often, you know, double, just really tough to get him the ball. Metrics say he's actually one of the most open receivers. I mean, what can you do to get him more involved? Yeah, we
3: talked about that last week. I know you guys brought that up um, about, you know, being most open. And I don't know anything about that. That's, that's, you know, analytics and those things. But obviously he's a guy we want to get the ball to. We had some chances There's some times, you know, it just is what it is. We, he's important to our offense. Obviously, we scored 20 points in the first half, and, and that was really positive. Yes, a really good, you know, we had four out of five drives we scored on. The first drive was not not executed correctly. Then we had four drives in a row we scored on. So there's a lot to be happy about with that. It's, you know, two-minute drive, but then it come out in the second half, and we didn't get that going. So.
2: Okay. Are the Steelers moving in the right direction offensively? We heard there, four out of five possessions in the first half they scored. They put up 20 points. Is that enough for you to think that there's some positive momentum for the Steelers offense, even despite how the second half went? We'll get to that coming up next. Plus, we'll hear from Deontay Johnson. Jeff Hathor was down at the Steelers facility yesterday. So, why wouldn't we use what he gives us? He worked on Thanksgiving. I'm working on Black Friday. We're a team.
1: Matchup breakdown. Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan could want. This is fourth down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlow.
2: Hope all y'all had great Thanksgivings. I did. Feel like crap today. Did get one of the great things in this life, though. And that is a post-Thanksgiving day nap. Started out about 11.30. Drank a 6.8% beer, pounder. Hadn't had anything in my belly all day, so that got me going. Had a couple of more lighter beers. Then proceeded to crush Thanksgiving dinner around 3 o'clock. From 4 until 4.45, I had one of the most glorious naps of my life. There's chaos all around. My daughter's running around. There's family. It's loud. Football in the background. You could have hit me with a bus, I wouldn't have woken up. One of the great things in life, a Thanksgiving Day nap, baby. Absolutely love it. I absolutely love that Jeff Hathorne probably experienced none of that. Because he was working. Because he's sick. And you can't stop Jeff. Jeff was at the Steelers facility yesterday. He caught up. In a media circle with Deontay Johnson, Deontay Johnson who ex- expressed some frustration following the Steelers' loss on Sunday. He's been getting open. What are his thoughts on what's been going down with Kenny Pickett so far?
4: Just that with him, you know, just, you know, trying to see what I can do. You know, to try to get in his vision more, or you know, just to get him to look my way more. I'm not saying it's a bad thing with him not looking my way, but you know what I'm saying just trying to get more opportunities. Uh, that's all it is. Um, Trying to build our relationship more, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's going to continue to grow over time. So I'm not really, you know, stressing it as much. Uh, just, like I said, communicating is a big key, uh, to me at least. And uh, that's what I'm going to continue to do with him.
2: Yeah, Deontay Johnson has to be a bigger part of the offense. There's no doubt about that. He's being paid $18 million this season. He's been open a whole bunch. According to these analytics, and if you talk to people who know what they're looking at with the film, they'll say, yeah, Deontay Johnson's getting open. He was not targeted in the fourth quarter of that game against Cincinnati. You got to have him out there making plays for you. He's one of the few guys that can make something out of nothing, and you're not a huge play offense. Well, Deontay Johnson could be a cure for what ails you there. How about dealing with the frustration that comes with not being able to get the ball when you're open?
4: I can't really worry about trying to. Uh... Play great, you know what I'm saying? Just go out there and play, uh, just, you know, be myself. You know, I try not to press because, you know, the more you do that, the more you, you're not really, uh, I feel like, playing for the team, you know what I'm saying? It's more for yourself. Uh, so I kind of don't want to, you know, go down that road. I want to be all in with my guys. And uh, if stuff not going my way, continue to show that I'm continuously getting open. You know, just trying to get open and trying to help the team out any way I can. Uh, you know, not complain about it. That's the big thing is just, that's the toughest part, just not complaining about it when you continuously just winning, But it's football, know, um, you know, I'm responding the right way and just keep
2: playing. Saying all the right things, I actually think that the offense is moving in a better direction now. I mean, if you put up 20 points and a half when you were averaging 15 a game on the year coming in, then, yeah, that, that shows progress. The Steelers in the first half, that's as good as the offense has looked all year long. And while you can't ignore the second half, and I simply won't, you still have to acknowledge that putting a half together like that is a step in the right direction, and I think that's a feather in Kenny Pickett's cap. I'm not one of those guys who, oh, I want to criticize Matt Canada so I can't give him any credit when things do go well. Sure, fine. Give Matt Canada some credit for the first half, too. They were working. You know, Kenny made that throw to George Pickens where he got absolutely drilled. That's a sign of a quarterback who's starting to get it. You know, I thought he bailed from clean pockets against the New York, the New York, the New Orleans Saints a couple of times in the previous game. I thought he ran himself into a couple of sacks. Maybe a little bit earlier on in the season, pressure in his face like that, he would have bailed and not found an open George Pickens. So, there are strides being made to where you can see it, I think, from Kenny. You know, when Chris Mack said when he was in earlier on in the week that he's not seeing wow moments from Kenny Pickett, I thought that was a wow moment. You get hit in the face and you also deliver a strong ball to George Pickens. You know, that's a first round kind of play for me. And it was a first round play for me on fourth down against the Miami Dolphins where he put the ball threw a thimble to Pat Fryermuth on fourth down in a clutch moment. So I'm seeing these things from Kenny. We're seeing some bad as well. I don't think we're seeing more bad than good. I think it's about 50-50. And from a rookie quarterback, I think that's to be expected. How about being double-covered, Deontay?
4: Obviously, you see it, but it's what can I do? Uh, what can I do differently out there? Uh, what could the coaches do differently uh, as far as getting me in different spots? Um and those are the few things we've been talking about this whole week. You know,
2: we're gonna put it on film and uh, you know just continue to get ready for uh, Monday. I'd like to see a lot more Deontay Johnson in the slot. It's a lot harder to double a guy from the slot. I think his skill set can work there. That's one thing I would try if I were Matt Canada. I'm obviously not Matt Canada. I'd do his job for 80k. Give me 80k. Let me be the Steelers OC. High stress, yeah, shirt, whatever. So's radio. I'm on the air. I don't want to sound like an idiot in front of all you guys. ADK, I'll be mad Canada. Put Deontay in the slot. What's Deontay think about those stats that say he's open more than any receiver in football apart from A.J. Brown?
4: I didn't really know they did stuff like that, but <laughs> uh, I take, I take, I I took that, you know. Uh, it's a, a compliment. Just my work, you know, shows that I work hard and uh, what I do. What I do good at, I'm, I'm putting it on film consistently. No, it, it's really no secret. It's just working and you know? believing in yourself. You know, all that comes from within. So I'm real big on confidence. Every time I step to the line, I always got a game plan. Uh, if they stopped that one, I got another counter move for it. So I'm, I'm all for it, you know what I'm saying? So when it comes to that, I'm, I'm always ready and willing to work and really willing to get better
2: each and every day. Deontay Johnson doesn't think the Steelers are far off. We'll get to that coming up next.
1: Matchup breakdown, Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan could want. Go, this. this is 4th Down in the Steel City. With your host, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap.
2: Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Good football yesterday. My parlay ended. I had the first two legs. Did a money line parlay. I always do that every Thanksgiving. Your parlay... Three teams on the money line. You hope to get good odds. Win some money. I had Buffalo. Shocker. I had Dallas. Shocker. And then I outthought myself. Why did I do this? Why do I always do this? I said, you know what? Minnesota, they're fraudulent. Kirk Cousins in a big spot. Let's bet against him. And for a while, it looked good. I had New England. And then New England loses. You know, New England's never done anything good for me in my life. Knock the Steelers off in 01. Knock them off in 04. Knock them off in 2016. Every damn time Tom Brady came into Heinz Field, he would wreck the Steelers. And then I bet on New England, and they don't win for me. They blow the parlay. F you, New England. F you, Bill Belichick. But really, just F me. I've gone like a week straight now without winning a damn bet. All these soccer games... I did bet ugh, on the over in that first game, Buffalo in Detroit. The number was too high. It was 54 and a half. I said that going in, and it ended at 50. <sighs> I was hoping it would go to overtime and there would be a touchdown score. It didn't happen, so I have not won a lot of bets. Make sure you tune in at 625 for Get Money, when I'll be sure to get you some money by you fading me. Deontay Johnson. He says the Steelers offense is progressing. He's not worried. He thinks he's going to get his.
4: Just keep getting open and uh, the ball, something going to happen. Something. They got to see you eventually. So like, like I said, I always got to be ready. Uh, you never know when the ball going to come to you. So if you're not uh, locked in and you know ready in that moment, you never know what can happen. Something back can happen. You know, that play, you could have Caught the ball and scored or whatever. So just always got to be ready
2: and, uh, you know, stay locked in. Can't be worried about uh, not getting the ball. Just keep playing. So he put some of the onus on Kenny Pickett there. You know, I got to keep getting open. And if I do, eventually the ball will get there. And there's no doubt about that. But here's my thing on Deontay. If Deontay Johnson makes a couple more plays in that Jets game, I think this season might have been a little bit different. Not from a win-loss standpoint, but from a Kenny Pickett standpoint. He was wide open in the middle of the field. Mitch Trubisky largely loathed to throw the ball in the middle of the field. We're talking about the Jets game, by the way. Ball goes off his hands, gets intercepted. So the Steelers are trailing the Jets. At the time, we all thought the Jets stunk out loud. He also had maybe Mitch Trubisky's best throw of the entire season. Hit him in the hands, in the end zone. He catches the ball, one foot down, next foot, by a toenail, out of bounds. Now, that's a really tough play. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I would make that play. Because, I mean, come on. What are we talking about? I'm not even making that play in a turkey ball, getting both feet down. Get him in front of the cones. Yeah, not happening. But, you want that money? You want to get paid like one of the best receivers in football when this contract's over? You got to make that play. And if he makes one of those plays, or both of those plays, I think we're looking at Mitch Trubisky playing the rest of that game. My voice is going. And then he probably plays the Bills game then, too. And even if the Steelers lose to Buffalo, he's probably playing the game after that. Because you're not going to bench Mitch Trubisky after a loss to Buffalo, I don't think. Because you... Don't go in expecting to lose, but you understand that if Buffalo plays well, there's not much you can do. So Deontay wants the ball. He's getting open, and he thinks it will eventually get there. Yeah, I have faith in Kenny Pickett that eventually, yeah, the ball will get there, but when it does, Deontay, you also got to keep up your end of the bargain. It's not all on the quarterback. You're open. Okay, ball will come. Make the plays when it's there, because that's my biggest gripe with Deontay Johnson is just the inconsistency of it all.